Hi, this is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast, the podcast for people who want to multiply disciples and churches everywhere. Today, I'm talking to Troy Cooper about multiplying disciples and churches in a time of crisis. of the biggest barriers that we've encountered, especially in cities, is time. People don't have time. Mm-hmm. And the second one is just openness. People aren't open. Mm-hmm. And right now, it, it is why people have time, but the majority of the population is, is stuck at home right now. Yeah. Um, they've got time. And, uh, and people are, are open. Uh, Ryan and I were meeting for discipleship the other day and, and, and we can do, we can do takeout here. We can go to the grocery store here. We're at a burrito place and, uh, uh, we would, I would not normally just ask somebody waiting in line, Hey, how are you doing? But, but we can say that now, how are you doing? And have an opportunity to care and, uh, and share with people. And so I'm noticing those two barriers that we normally encounter are gone right now. Now there's going to be other you know barriers, but they're just, there seems to be, a lot of opportunity that's out there. And one of the things that I've been really challenged with personally um, is that I don't just l- skip over what's already in front of me to jump at those new opportunities, um, starting with my family, uh, focusing on our team and, and the leaders that we're already responsible for that we don't just leave them behind to chase after. Uh, I've been really just seeking the Lord for, for wisdom, uh, to lead in the season, to lead well in a way that honors him. And, uh, <laughs> Rachel and I have, uh, we're, we're just, we're a team. We're unified in this. And I'm laughing because I'm, I'm sure many, uh, folks are that are, you know, we're, we're together more. I mean, it's, it's been cool to see, you know, dads are home. And, uh, and it was families are together. To be in Australia running uh, some was. training with us. <laughs> I was. I was supposed to be in Australia, then I was supposed to be on my way to visit Russ in the UK. Yeah. Um, but families are home right now. Dads are home mm-hmm. now. And uh, I think one of the temptations, especially for leaders, is uh, to grab you know things that your wife is leading in the home already with the kids and her responsibilities is to you know, oh, hey, you know, why are you doing it this way? And oh, let me, let me take that. Like I, I've been, uh, so I'm sure people are, this is a good time to uh, brush up on passages on marriage, a good time to maybe grab a marriage study or a parenting study to kind of sharpen up on marriage and parenting. Because the more time you have together, the more you're going to experience conflict. And and that's 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 normal. I think that is also a, a platform that, that we can have with others around us is how are you, um, how are you leading your family through this? How are you, how are you as a, as a couple, how are you as a, a family going through this when the conflict does come? Cause it, it is going to come. You're, you're together more. You're going to have conflict. Um, uh, you know, how, how are you responding? Are you posturing yourselves to repent and to, to be forgiving and to, uh, to, to, to serve? I think that's really um, what we're aiming at is Jesus's example of serving. And um so we, we've done, a, I, I think, going through, I mean, our conflicts are definitely not over, but um, we've had our fair share of this last week. But, but, you know, going through to some just some disciplines that we found helpful as a family, obviously, 
getting time uh, with Jesus is is really important in the mornings. Um, everyone having their time with Jesus and and having breakfast together has been a really valuable time just to give the kids space to talk, you know, cause this is, this thing is changing like hour by hour, day by day. Yeah. And so it's not like, Oh, we had that talk. We're good. Like, I feel like just giving that space for communication is really important. And, um, and then at night we have started, you know, in, in the church met day by day and we see that in acts. And so we've started doing that together as a family um, you know, and I, I think within reason, you know, we're doing about 30 minutes at night mm-hmm. and, um, and, and we're letting the kids lead different parts, mm-hmm. but we're doing about 10 minutes of prayer, uh, 10 minutes in the Bible and 10 minutes of worship together. And, uh, and so like the first time Isaiah, uh, who's, who's 13, he, he led the prayer time. He said, all right, let's, let's use this time to pray. And we spent 10, we just went around and prayed. It was amazing. Like I think um, Isaiah is responsible for that great um, image behind you. He, he, you know, he is. Photographer. For those who are yeah. seeing the video there. Yeah, beautiful. I've got some of his stuff hanging in my office. So. IsaiahCooperPhotography.com, right there. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, Isaiah led us through the prayer time. Mm-hmm. Um, Malachi led us through the worship time. And uh, if he's a musician, if not a musician, uh, YouTube is really valuable. And then Maya we've started going through Philippians and Maya led us the first night through Philippians. And we just use those basic, you know, we read it a couple times, use those basic discovery questions of what do we learn about God? What do we learn about people? And what do we want to obey? And I found with kids too, asking like, Hey, what stands out to you? Cause even if it's just one thing that really stands out and focusing on that is helpful. Um, and they've started, um, I mean, these kids, man, they're hardcore. They, they've, They've Chuck would be proud. They've we've started doing a, a daily memory verse. I'm trying to keep up, you know, um, and so that has been really rich for us um, as a family to where okay this this and just challenging them. This is a this is an opportunity for us to really grow close to God and grow close to one another. That's one of our goals in this season. What's happening um, beyond the family? Yeah, and then the next next is is feeling just a, a sense of responsibility for our neighbor. Uh, our neighbors. And so just checking in on them, caring for them. Um, uh, there's a, there's an app called next door, which kind of allows neighbors to communicate with one another. People are not like really wanting to be around one another right now, uh. but um, we're able to to check in through either through text or through that. And um, so we've just postured ourselves to really encourage, be an encouragement to our neighbors and try to, to love them and, you know, get groceries and um, JT, uh, uh, Timblin, um, who's here in Long Beach, like this guy has been loving his neighbors on steroids. He's getting up at four 30 in the morning and going to uh, Costco, which is like, you know, one of those large shop shopping centers that open up at, at 7am. He spends two and a half hours waiting in line to go in and get essentials for his neighbors. Wow. He's all set up as his family. And so it's giving him two and a half hours to wait in line and, and people are like, Hey, what do you do? You know, you're here and he's like, Oh, I'm here shopping for my neighbors. And it gives him two and a half hours of waiting in line to just share the love of Jesus with these people and just demonstrating service. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, I, I'd say, you know, really trying to be a, a light and encouragement and a lead in on your street with our neighbors. Um, and next has been with, with our team. Um, just really trying to get some, uh, you know, 
caring for them. Um, you know, they're, they're getting different things from different news sources or from different family members. And so just making sure we've got a, a daily scrum, uh, which I think that's a rugby term, right? Yes, it is. All right. So a daily scrum where we, we don't, we don't link arms, but, but we, we get together for about 10 minutes, um, and just check in with one another, ask how, how they're doing and uh, what's on the agenda for the day, just, just so we can keep a pulse with everybody. And, um, we, we're, we're still doing our, our prayer time. We've just moved it online. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, our church is, is gathering online using three thirds. Um, and our, we're, we're continuing to do our regular, our, our coaching times. Um, we, which we're in different parts of LA, we've started meeting on zoom and are already starting to see those multiply. Um, and Zoom is open. I mean, you can get a paid version. Um, but most people will be fine with uh, the free version of Zoom, which is working just fine, or if they've got Skype uh, or FaceTime. Yeah. Uh, but but Zoom's, uh, a lot of people are using Zoom, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Chuck Wood actually did a, uh, a Facebook Live chat on it, um, just talking about the, the uses of it and the, the um, just some of the features and um, it's, I know JT uh, just, he had, and I think Brett, there were two people that had training scheduled on Saturday with, with existing churches and they both pulled them off on zoom. Yeah. Um, And uh, so just running through a basic gospel conversations training uh, Mm -hmm. over zoom. Um, We've, we've been using our time with the, to go through, Luke and Acts and the epistles with our leaders. So we've been doing that on Zoom. Um, one of our uh, uh, teammates up in uh, Northridge, which is like northern part of LA, Jan and his wife, Janet, um, he's the chemistry professor and she's the orthodontist. Um, they just did last night a, a 411 study with seven college students. And, uh, he, and we were like, how'd you get started? Like, well, we had a few and then they invited their friends yeah. and they invited their friends. And, and he said he was shocked mm. at, I mean, you know, he's a professor of college students. He, well, number one, he said, he's like, I've never used technology for this. Mm. Like, like this is, he's not like an expert in technology. He's got his PhD in chemistry, but technology was not part of that. And he picked up zoom and he, one of the things he loved about zoom was he modeled the four one one module and, and then he was able to split them up into uh, different rooms where they yeah. can practice. And so he split them up into pairs and they would practice and he can kind of jump in and see mm-hmm. what they're doing. And, and, and so he said that was extremely valuable. Um, well, we, um, we uh, were doing church last week um, and it, it went online. And wow. uh, uh, so it's just local, but um then my sister and her husband, they're down in Tasmania, uh, that island below the mainland of Oz. And um, so they jumped on because she's wow. responsible for like a group leader in their, their church that isn't meeting yeah. anymore. So we said, look, you, you jump on with us and uh, we'll do church together just using that three-thirds pattern and we'll, we'll post a link on the website. Yeah. Um, you pick it up. You can keep meeting with us, but you can also start um, online church. So yeah. you're not just, you know, watching church in a passive way, but you can do church over uh, 
you know, a video link. And um, and they just loved it, you know. And now we've got a guy in, um, he's in a remote Aboriginal community like 2,000 miles away in the north of Australia. Um, and he's going to um, drop in on, on Sunday. Uh, we'll do church with him a few times and say, hey, why don't you start one up in, in your local community? Um, wow. It's Indigenous people. Um, wow. So, wow. Yeah. Come on. You know, Jesus says, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail mm. against it. That Jesus's churches are resilient. Mm. But I, I think, Steve, I think we're looking at, at a new normal for a while. Yeah. And um, so the opportunity that we have to do church together, to do discipleship together, do training together in a way that is going to be like you and I are talking right now. Um, well, you know, I, I, I think that, that, Resilient, um, biblical, yeah. simple, and reproducing. Yeah. Um, so it's fine if, you know, our local group and my sister and my friend um, jump on, but it's yeah. not, it's got to be biblical, simple, resilient, and reproducing, which means, you know, whatever we do with you today, you could do tomorrow with That's right. another online group. So why don't you be a part of a church and why don't you start a church um, That's good. online um, That's good. At, at the same time? I think to build that reproducing piece in because um, there's a lot of people out there that will jump at this, uh, believers, right. not yet believers. Um, yeah. You know, this is a, a rich opportunity. Michelle has a, a, a friend that we've had since we're in England, you know, about five years. She's been tracking with this young mum and, uh, you know, in the midst of this crisis, uh, she's, she's got a, a cancer diagnosis. Mm. Uh, so and this young mum's not yet a believer, but Michelle will be online with her praying for her, reaching out, even though halfway around the world, um, she's got two. Wow. She's single mom. She's got two young young boys, uh, and now facing this illness away from home. She's Australian originally, um, so I, I'm just wondering, Troy. You know, you, you mentioned people are less likely to say, "Well, let's have a coffee and talk about this." Yeah. Um, what are you learning about? how we do reach out um, and get beyond um, the important sort of how are you doing? Is there anything we can help you with? Yeah. Um, how, how, what are you learning about bridging to gospel and even potentially discipleship? Yeah. You know, it was interesting. I was, I was talking to Puck this morning and uh, it, it seems like, <laughs> you know, we talked about the importance of focusing on oikos. And um, I, I think that is the place to start mm. is, is really thinking through who are the people in your life mm. and uh, whether it's a believer to train them or a lost person to, to meet with them mm. is uh, to get them into the Bible. Mm -hmm. That seems to be um, what we're, what we're seeing without seeing any like story sets or, you know, any yeah. specific tools developed yet. I think, I think the, the, the principle is, man, get people in the word. Mm. Um, I know Rachel was engaging uh, a man in the grocery store line the other day and, and had a chance to share the gospel with him. Mm. And 
And she said, go home and open up your Bible to Mark and just begin to read what, what Jesus said and what he did as a family Mm -hmm. and uh, just pointing people uh, to the scriptures. My, my brother Mm -hmm. who is a newer believer, Brandon, who's in South Florida. um, He, and uh, he was, he's crafting a text to some friends of his. He used to run with in high school and uh, was, um, you know, it was, it was funny. He was like, oh, I was trying to think through the wording and I accidentally hit sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went out to these guys just saying, Hey, would you be interested in studying the Bible? And he said within a few minutes, all three, boom, boom, boom. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. And um, mm-hmm. there was a, a woman I saw on the no place left Facebook group, Jane Adams. Um, she said she started a, a, a Facebook discovery group um, on, on Facebook and uh, uh, her, her in-law who she'd been praying for, for a long time said, I want to join. And, and so I think um, opportunities, which most likely going to be online mm-hmm. um, to get people into the Bible yeah. um, and see, you know, who Jesus is and what he did. Um, I, that, that's what I'm seeing so far. Mm. And I'm excited to learn and listen from what God's doing through others. Um, but, you know, just looking at those, and there's different story sets. The I think the the seven stories of hope. Um, you know, people are needing hope right now. I think that is is a valuable resource. But I think, as Rachel said, man, just just get them into the Bible. Um, yeah. I know our our uh, our teammates Ryan and Lexi have mm-hmm. been ministering to some neighbors who are Mormon, mm-hmm. and they've been going through the stories of hope with them. And, uh, they have continued to meet. They're just meeting, even though they, they live across from them, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're meeting online. He said this last week, um, they met for, for three hours Yeah. and, uh, and they spent, I'm, I'm hearing that from folks like, like mm-hmm. Jan said, he's like, you couldn't believe that those, those college students were on there for two whole hours. Like, and nobody yeah. left. Nope. Like yeah. people are, they've got the time right now, but, um, Ryan pivoted he used a resource called uh, how to speak truth in love to Mormons. And so from that, he got some, mm-hmm. some key topics with Bible passages and has been walking through those with this mm-hmm. couple that's across the street from them. And he said uh, this last week, this man texted Ryan and he said, the scripture is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he just, he's seeing truths out of the word. And because uh, they, they went from kind of like dialoguing, you know, discussing to let's look at stories to, you know, he's, he's gone into a lot of Romans and um, it's, it's just become a, a game changer for people. Um, Jan's wife, Janet, who's the orthodontist, mm-hmm. she's invited a number of medical doctors and they're, they're all meeting for individual or, or small group discovery Bible studies together, um, mm-hmm. getting them into the word. And so there seems to be a hunger Mm. Uh, that I think if we can, if we can take people to discover the Bible, um, that's what I'm seeing right now. Which means having a, a simple pattern like the three thirds, and we can post some links and instructional videos. Um, having, you know, we can link to the seven stories of hope, or what we did mm. as a as as an online church is, let's just start in Mark one, and take mm. bite sized pieces of the scripture. Do a discovery Bible study. It just means if the group multiplies, people yeah. aren't wondering what's the curriculum again. You know, well, yeah. just start in Mark and 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 do a 
a bite-sized piece at a time. Mm. Um, you know, I was just thinking in our local neighbourhood, uh, of course, people, you know, we've been told you need you need to be have four square metres or about four square yards around you. Mm. So we meet across the road. You know, we'll be on one side of our street, mm. someone's on the other side, and we'll chat for half an hour that way. Um, and, um, you know, I've just just begun talking to people about faith, you know. Uh, I know that one of our neighbours has, has a Catholic background. I said, you know, isn't it so important to have a, a, a faith in God at, at this sort of time? And we're just sort of beginning to, you know, ramp up those, those comments that will lead to a gospel presentation or, right. hey, how would you like to get together online and, and read the Bible together? Yeah. Um, I haven't done this yet, but it's also the sort of thing if you're talking to a neighbour over the fence, you can still learn and share a Bible story with someone. That's right. Um, yeah, the, I think the power of how are you doing and listen, and then when they ask you how you're doing, is is wide open opportunity to share. Well, here's here's what we're doing. Here's what my family. This is what's given me hope. Yeah, um, is uh, has been valuable. I know. Um, you know, another another. Uh, thing we're seeing is um the discipleship transition has been has been seamless um there's a uh, stephanie Demink is a missionary serving down in san diego she's a homeschool mom and uh she's been serving her church lead, leading them overseas to india for short-term trips and um they've taken their their church um through through the training i think the church is named the gathering place and um so they just had recently made the decision, you know what, we're, when we have new believers, we're going to go through the commands of Christ. Like that, mm-hmm. they made that decision as a church. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a girl, uh, we'll, we'll call her Brenda. Mm-hmm. Brenda uh, came to church and brought her friend, we'll call her Cindy, mm-hmm. uh, to church. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Brenda was a newer believer and Cindy after coming to church said she wanted to follow Jesus. And so they started, Stephanie started going through the commands of Christ with them. Mm. And uh, the first one they met in person. And then week two, they went through command two. And uh, Cindy said, I want to be baptized. Like, you know, I want to follow Jesus and be baptized. Mm -hmm. And Brenda realized based on the scripture she saw from, from uh, the story of the Ethiopian, she's like, you know what? I thought I was baptized as a kid, but I wasn't actually baptized. And so they both are obeying Jesus in baptism. Now here, we can't like have a bunch of, they can't baptize in front of a big group of people. Hmm. So they've scheduled a time just, just to, uh, you know, to, to get baptized. Well, that, that night, uh, Brenda's boyfriend, who's far from God, he's talking to Pastor John on the phone about what's going on in, in his girlfriend's life he decides he wants to give his life to Jesus. So now Brenda has led her friend to Christ is, and, and is going through the commands of Stephanie, and now she's leading her boyfriend through the commands of Christ. And uh, so we're seeing not just evangelism happening in church, continue to happen online with three-thirds, but the, the commands of Christ discipleship is, is continuing to happen. And uh, it's really given, you know, this, this Pastor John, who's leading his church, his wife is battling cancer, you know, he's trying to lead his, his people uh, through this season and to see God, because we're not seeing a ton of people come to Christ in California, but to see God work through this, 
that boom, 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 these people come into Christ. Is, I think it's just a small snapshot of what God's doing out here. Yeah. Well, we should do this again, Troy. I, I think uh, we're in a real, really changing times, un, uncharted yeah. territory. Um, so it'd be good just uh, maybe every couple of weeks just to touch base again and and, oh, yeah. and and just share what we're learning about how the gospel's spreading, disciples are being mm-hmm. made, new churches are forming. Um, you know, it's possible if this thing continues that some of us are going to get a chance to share the gospel and make disciples while we're in hospital uh, or while we're recovering from this thing. Some of us are going to, uh, you know, may lose loved ones and and be in the midst of a, you know, a funeral or, you know, I hate hate to say, but this is the sort of reality we're in, certainly the reality they're facing in Italy right now. Wow. And, um, And yet God is working out his purposes. Amen. You know, I Amen. I was shocked when I read this story from, from uh, the life of Jesus recently. I've just posted a blog on it mm. where someone comes up to him and, and says, you know, what about these Galileans who got slaughtered while they're offering wow. sacrifices in the temple by Pilate, mm. the sort of thing Pilate would do? Mm. And Jesus said, yeah, there's, you know, what about the, Jesus says to them, what about the tower that fell and 18 were killed Mm -hmm. in Jerusalem? And um, they're sort of prodding around for why do these sins happen? You know, was it their Mm -hmm. sin? And Jesus says, no way. They didn't suffer because of their sin. And then he just turns to those who who are asking him for an opinion, a bit like a, you know, a a, a mob of journalists. And he says, Mm -hmm. Guys, there's something worse. You know, something worse will be befall you if you don't turn and put your faith in in God. And and these times, it is right to ask, Lord, why is this happening? We can do that. Yeah. We read the Psalms. We read Job. There's another part that says this opens up the reality of our mortality that we're all going to face death, and the people around us and ourselves, we need to be right with God. We can ask all the questions about, you know, why God, why? But the big question is the question God asks of us. Um, Have you put your trust in me? Are you right with me? Are you sharing that good news with others? Because there's something worse than the coronavirus, and that's eternity without the living God. Wow. You can visit movements.net resources you need in order to multiply disciples and churches in a time of crisis. This is Steve Addison for the Movements Podcast.